Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Mel. I grew up playing outside. And I grew up doing something meaningful, watching movies and TV. I never had cable, and we finally bought a VCR about the same time DVD players hit the market. Throughout our marriage, Mel has sadly missed many of my pop culture references and movie quotes. So it's time to catch up on all the films I missed. Yeah, so you know what I'm doing right now. You've heard me do playing this all week. What am I learning on the piano? Oh my gosh, you're playing the the music to Halloween. Yes. Yes. But I don't play piano. No. You but, play piano lovely. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, but you've been sitting down and um, figuring that out and yes. you've got it. You've Kinda. got the right hand. I got the right the hand melody. and then the left hand. But playing them both at the same time is making my brain break. <laughs> Here, this is, I'm going to put in, I'm going to put in a sample of the audio, what it sounds like. Yeah, that, that should be about right. So it's clunky and our piano's out of tune, but yeah, that's me really, I'm really vibing in the Halloween spirit this year. <laughs> it's great because our kids don't know what it is, so it doesn't freak them out. They don't. That's true. <laughs> And then we had a birthday party and the people came over and I was playing that in the background. <laughs> as you do at a party. As, as you would, of course, do at a party. That's normal. Makes absolute sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, I think it was kind of a hit. People had a vague sense of what it was or just didn't know at all. So it didn't really, uh, yeah, it, it was like a nice little heartbeat that was going on throughout the party. Yes. <laughs> Blipping every once in a while, then finally fading. Is this a clue about what we're watching tonight? I don't know. Do I do that? Oh, no. It is, isn't it? Maybe. Do you have any idea what we're watching? Well, I have an idea now. What do you think we're watching? Um, Halloween. Nope. Halloween 2. No, and no to all the rest of the sequels. Okay. Are we... Are you we... think... You seriously think... I'm kind of offended right now. You seriously <laughs> think... I'm going to show you Friday the 13th. And then follow up right after it with Halloween. That wouldn't make sense knowing now that I know that Halloween comes first. Yes. Came first. Yes. That would that wouldn't make sense for you to do it. And it would be like sandwiching like back to back such similar movies. You wouldn't do it. But you've been playing Correct. the music. So Correct. also that's kind of too obvious a clue. Yes. There was a clue in the things I was saying though. So you don't have an idea of what we're watching. Oh boy. No. Okay. Um we're watching a film called flatliners oh do you have any idea what it's about no <laughs> none um no vague recollection no no movie posters in your mind no actors i've heard no of it you've heard about it yeah you definitely when you see the actors in this movie you are gonna know pretty much all of them okay th okay cool that's cool mm -hmm. um I, I don't know anything about the movie, except there are actors there, in it. There are actors in the movie. Okay. All right. What do you Is think it's about? Is this the one that you were like, oh, wait till you see Flatliners? Like, um, like it's... I say that about a lot of you movies. You do. So yeah. uh, you need to be more specific. Like gross? Gross. Oh, no. It's not like a chronic... Well, uh, you caught me monologuing. <laughs> You're trying to trick me into telling you the plot, and I am not falling for it. Okay. Oh, I was so, I was so close that time. Well, now I'm nervous though because you're like it's not gross, but then you hesitated. So there's some grossness. Do you remember the director who's famous for grossness in his movies? Oh, Cronenberg. Oh, I'm in 
love you so much. Well, you just said the name. So did I? Oh, <laughs> sorry. I, I thought I in my in my oh. mental like like recollection looking at the the recording tape, the ticker tape from the you know in court when there's the stenographer. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, I stopped it before I said those things, but I you didn't started notice. saying it. I yeah. I I would tell you that he did the fly, and I. I'd get to his name eventually, yeah. but whenever I think of the fly, I always think of when Jeff Goldblum like what, like he used his like fly mucus that every single time someone <laughs> says the fly, that literal <laughs> picture flashes through my mind. I think of his enthusiasm for food. <laughs> oh yeah, that's such a great movie. Ah, okay. So back to Flatliners. <laughs> you have the title. You know there are actors in it. You have no other idea about what's it. Nothing, right? I'm hearing in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, that beeping sound when yeah. someone flatlines. Yeah. Beep. Yeah. That's all. Okay. That's my only inkling. I have no idea what it's about. All right. So. I think I wanted to see it at some point. I okay. Okay. Um, can you, I want you to do the movie poster with the tagline. You've got enough information to just make a wild stab in the dark. So do it. Please. I think there's going to be like some kind of tagline about what comes after. What comes after what? Flatlining. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when I say things like that, you get this like look in your eye like, oh, she's so off base. No, no. I or, just, oh, what an innocent idea. I don't know. I No, 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 no. That look is me always being very cognizant of thinking like, I want to make sure, I want, to, I want you to clarify what you're saying. I'm not going to infer anything of what you're saying. You said what comes after. So I, that could be open-ended, like after lunch. I feel like flatlining is like, <laughs> dying. Dying. Okay. Okay. It, after dinner. <laughs> uh, I feel like flatlining is um, like a gateway to something. Okay. Um, All right. So your movie poster looks like what? Paint me a mental picture. Here. It's like, to- it's just blue. It's blue. Okay. Like a dark blue of like twilight. Okay. And there's like, um, you know, the line that uh-huh. happens on yeah, the yeah. screen. Uh-huh. And I don't know. There's something about... Um, <laughs> Something comes after? No, like what? They thought there was nothing after. Oh, ooh. something like that. What a twist! Ooh. All right, this is exciting. I'm, I'm not gonna brag, but this is at least I think I think this is three movies in a row, and I had a bad streak there for a while. Yeah, but for the Halloween season, yeah, I've been knocking it out of the park. Like, well, the burbs you'd seen. But Arachnophobia you hadn't seen, Friday the 13th, and now Flatliners. Yes, let's go watch it. Let's go check it out. Woohoo! Today's a good day to die. Flatline. 30 seconds to go. Can you recall any specific emotion or sensation? No, but there's something out there. We're running out of time! 300, clear! Nothing. Your heart, go again! Clear! Nothing, I can't hear anything. Come on, Nelson! Freeze! We lost him! No! Welcome back, man. I'm going next. Two minutes. Two ten. Was there anything negative about your experience? This is too weird. We've experienced death. Now somehow we brought our sins back physically. They're pissed. That is not hallucination, and it is not possible. Oh my God. You withheld information, that's the same as lying. You wouldn't have done it. At least we would have had a choice. You're not real. (laughs) Hey, come on, they're your sins. Live with them. I do. No! Nelson, please! I thought I paid my dues. Thank you for the nightmare. No! Come on, Joe! 
starting CPR. One one thousand, two one thousand. David, stop it! Flatliners. Some lines shouldn't be crossed. You know, my first instinct when thinking about the first thing to say after watching that movie was to just make, uh, you know, the boo noise. Hmm. But that's how we end our podcast. So I didn't want people to think immediately. And if you've never listened to the end of the podcast, that's what it sounds like. Uh, you hear that tone. Um, I didn't want people to think it was over and just stop listening. So I, I resisted the urge. This is actually the beginning. This is actually not the beginning, beginning, but it's the beginning of the second half. Yes. Is it the beginning of the second half? Because that ties directly into the movie this and was, what they're exploring. Yeah. Yeah. So what'd you think of this one? I'm blown away. Yeah? I'm totally blown away. That was a movie. It was a movie. That's that was true. A, a, a movie with heft. And craft and beauty and uh, redemption and amazing acting and oh my gosh that was that was a real treat to watch. This is you gushing, by the way. I don't yes. know. This is this is gushing, <laughs> active gushing going on here. Wow, <clears throat> when did that come out? Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Yeah. Okay. Man, yeah. That was. It's like the eighties had learned all they need to know and then made this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Any trace of 80s left in it uh, is not like doesn't date it. I mean, there that is trend, a trace of the 80s. There's a definite trait. There's definite aftertaste, I would call it. Aftertaste of the 80s. I think my word's nicer. Uh, it is. It is. Your <laughs> word's way nicer. But like Kiefer, that that uh, the uh, the trench coat he wore. I was going to say was the trench very coat. very 80s. Yeah. Um, just in general, the hairstyles. You could see the 90s starting to crest a bit. Definitely. But it was still a little hangover. And there's a reason why this movie, well, before we get too far, you want to give us a quick summary? Oh, sure. What a delight. Um, Yeah, so this movie centers around some med school students who want to do an experiment where they bring themselves through, through a procedure, they bring themselves to death. Like they stop their hearts, they're brain dead, mm -hmm. so that they can, and then they can experience if there's anything that happens after death and they're looking for an after the some kind of experience. And then they bring each other back um, from the, from the, from death to yeah. life. And, um, and then they also like bring something back with them. Like there's like a, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it doesn't happen without consequence. Is it a plot? Do they bring the plot back with they them? Bring the <laughs> they bring, just carry it around <laughs> um, in their trench coat pockets. They've got the plot. And, yeah, so then um, they're kind of pushing the envelope and staying under longer, staying dead longer, and um, things are kind of starting to crumble. And there's this great way that they they are they get saved in the end. So mm. that's like the quick summary of okay. the movie. That's a good summary. Thank you. It definitely was very. Um, oh my goodness, this is a. A completely different flavor than the movie we just watched, <laughs> Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah, if I were to compare the two, <laughs> um, you know, like this kind of scary thriller mm -hmm. sort of movie is way more up my alley. Yeah. Like I, it's my it's my kind of movie. Obviously, you can tell I'm like super excited about it. Yeah. Um, like the element of sci-fi-ness. Um, it's not, it wasn't too scary, mm -hmm. but it was like dramatic and mm -hmm. yeah, 
I definitely prefer this kind of movie. Yeah. To be scared by. Uh, you know, the reason I initially chose this film was because of the bacon connective tissue. <laughs> nice. He, That's he, good. he pairs well with many different kinds of meals. <laughs> the bacon he, factor. Yeah. Kevin Bacon <clears throat> was really great in this movie. Do you remember, like, I want to say, was it the 90s or the early aughts where Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon was a game that people played very frequently? Yeah. Do you remember that? When you say early aughts, do you mean like the in 2000s. the 2000s? Yeah. I think it's the 2000s. Um, it was in the 2000s. That's when I remember playing it. I remember yeah. it happening in the aughts, but, you know. <laughs> word nerd. Word nerd. Um <laughs> Yeah, that was like a thing. Actively, people would do that, like just as a fun, like party game type deal. Mm -hmm. It was such a, yeah, six degrees of seven bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I can't believe I just said that. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. There you go. Good times. Um, Yeah, so he was great in this movie. Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Now I'm actually playing six degrees of of Kevin Bacon. Uh, Okay, I can get to Kevin Bacon within six degrees. Are you ready? Okay, uh, from yourself? From myself. Okay. I was an extra in the movie Escanaba in the Moonlight, which was starring, written by Jeff Daniels. Yes. Jeff Daniels, oh man, what was he? He's in so many different movies. He was in, you have your finger up. I'm counting the oh, degrees. Okay, that that's, was one, that's degree. one degree. Jeff Daniels was in a movie with, oh man, oh, oh, um, uh, oh, oh, oh. Was he in a movie with Val Kilmer? No, he was in a movie with Jim Carrey, who was in a movie with Val Kilmer, Batman, Batman Forever. Yep. And uh and then Val Kilmer was in a movie with uh Elizabeth, what was her name? Shoe. Yeah, Elizabeth Shoe. She was in Adventures and Babysitting Elizabeth Shoe. Did I have that name right? Val Kilmer was in Adventures and Babysitting. No, no, he was in uh he was in a movie with her called The Saint. Okay. Oh, always wanted to see it. Good soundtrack. And then Oh man, why did I connect her to Kevin Bacon? <laughs> <laughs> the train has run off the tracks. Oh, oh, Hollow Man. <laughs> Got it. Sorry. She stars in Hollow Man, which stars Kevin Bacon. Is that five? That's five degrees. Five degrees of Kevin Bacon. You're so close. I'm so close. Oh, do you feel a connection? I think I can get there faster, but <laughs> honestly, I do. But this was just off the cuff. I was not planning on talking Bravo. about this. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Okay, so Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Your bud. Mm-hmm. My fifth degree, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was awesome in this movie. He was great, yeah. And uh, Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. Yep. She was very Julia Roberts in this movie, no. in a good way. I Okay, so I don't really know her as like a serious actress. When I think of Julia Roberts, the first movies that pop into my mind are Pretty Women, Excuse Pretty me? Woman. I was like, is that the <laughs> sequel to Pretty Woman? <laughs> Pretty Women? <laughs> that one as i said i was thinking well she is pretty serious in that movie but um (laughs) pretty serious woman (laughs) um but my best friend's wedding yeah Mm -hmm. those are the two big ones for me that i think of her in okay um but she was really in this movie she was like subdued serious Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it was really cool seeing her act differently for for me it was very different it was a big departure from what i know her as i'm gonna remind you you've seen her in homeland too which I she was, loved her in Homeland. Yeah. So maybe that subconsciously was was driving your appreciation in this movie too. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. now I have to go back and watch Homeland again. I know. No, she did really good as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had Kiefer. Yep. And which, then a Baldwin. 
William Baldwin? <laughs> yeah, I think he goes by Billy. But oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, Billy Baldwin alliteration. Way right. more approachable. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, and Oliver Platt. Yes, Oliver Platt. What else is he in? I he, recognize his face, but then I'm like, I don't uh, know what he's in. He's in so many things. He's one of those guys who's, he's like how he is in this movie. You like add him for like ensemble, like kind of like popping. I honestly, I can't think of a movie right now. I'm picturing him with a goatee though. I, I don't remember what that means. Okay. But I've seen him in many, many movies. Yeah. I I could bring up IMDb and check if you want me to see, but um, they all did really good though. Like, I think it was fair. It was good. Yeah. They all had amazing hair as well. That's true. Their hair was really great. I know you weren't as impressed by it as I was, but well, they were all doing their best hairstyles. I, no offense to Kevin Bacon, but I thought his hair was probably the, it was the most dated, I would say. It was the most dated of the of the crew. And you were like, no, I, it just looked like a mullet to me. But you're like, excuse me. And you got out like the ruler and you're like, that the anatomy of a mullet is yada, yada, yada. I'm like, oh, well, okay. Kind of looked like a mullet to me. Oh, no, definitely not a mullet. I just kept thinking about how this movie felt like the um, spiritual um, uh, sequel to The Lost Boys. Oh, mm-hmm. well, how so? Like, or actually it could have been, actually in my head, I, I imagined it was like a prequel to The Lost Boys. Like, because oh. Kiefer Sutherland, A, he's in The Lost Boys and Joel Schumacher directed both of them. Right. right? And um, just the way his character was, he's the ringleader. He's kind of outspoken. He's kind of like got issues and, you know, <laughs> chip on his shoulder, which is just kind of what Kiefer's good at acting, right? Mm-hmm. Among other things, Kiefer, no, no shade. Um, unless you're a vampire, then plenty of shade. Uh, so yeah, anyway, like I was imagining in my mind, this is how the Lost Boys happened. He got into this character in med school, got into like playing with the afterlife and, you know, killing, they kill themselves and they come back. And then like, after this movie's done, he learned a lesson, whatever. Then he's like, what's the next thing I can try to whatever, figure out. And he hears rumors about vampires in California or something. And so he goes to California and he finds them and then he gets turned into a vampire. Boom, the Lost Boys is there. That's it. That's definitely seems like a a connection there. It's I'm thinking it's like if, you know the Pixar movies, how they like look at them yeah. after the fact and they try to tie them all together and yeah. everything. Kind of feels like that. I wonder if I should do that with Joel Schumacher's films to see if I could get them all to interconnect. Definitely do yeah. that. That's also where the nipples on the bat suit came from. Because nipples <laughs> prominently are shown in this movie a lot of the men when they're doing, you know, putting the heart paddles on and stuff. There's literally shots where like, if you saw that on a screen, that would be like, I don't know, an eight foot nipple. <laughs> like there were definitely a lot of shots like that. And then coincidentally, Joel Schumacher goes and does a Batman movie. First time Batman has nipples ever. So I don't think it's coincidence, Melissa. Was it the first and last time? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they. No, no. I think they kept the nipples around for um, for George Clooney as well. Like when he did the one after that. Okay. And watch, I'm totally getting my bat facts incorrect, and and I'm gonna be you know called out on it. I'm pretty sure it's the Batman Forever suit that brought the nipples, though. Like I'm 96 percent sure. Well, I do know that Val Kilmer was considered for the role. Yes. Of Kiefer Sutherland in. I was going to say Lost Boys, but no, in Flatliners. Maybe he was for that one too. <laughs> but he turned it down. And I feel like I keep hearing that about Val Kilmer. Like he was constantly being offered roles mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s and turning them down. Like what was, 
What was that all about? He just, uh, he had a very specific uh, vision of what he wanted to do and not do. Yeah, that was part of the story in Top Gun, where they were like, they wanted him, oh. and he had to like run, chase him out of the building You're and right. like convince him to yeah. be involved in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe his strategy was just plain hard to get. Like, <laughs> that works a lot of times in life. Just play hard to get. Worked for you. It definitely worked for me. <laughs> um, it worked for you as well, for the record. <laughs> now, um, I feel like we need to talk about another character in this movie that we haven't brought up yet. Okay, let's do it. It's the the location. Oh, The yeah. actual place it was shot. It was filmed in, at Loyola mm-hmm. University. In Chicago. In Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep. they zoom in. It starts and there's all of these like establishing shots of um, statues and artwork. And it's all very dark and ominous and creepy. And it, yep. it gives the whole movie this amazing tone. Yeah. Hundred percent. Like it also reminded me of the Lost Boys. There were mm. lots of large, wide shots in that one too. Um, and I really liked on any of the scenes. First of all, I, there are movies you know you watch, and you have to have a suspension of belief, right? You have mm-hmm. to suspend belief when you're watching it. And the fact that they were like in this crazy-looking building that had this beautiful artwork and statues and mosaics, and then they just somehow got gurneys and medicine that has shelf lives and has to be controlled, temperature controlled, and all the electrical equipment like into that space was probably the funniest one for me, which is hilarious because it's about literally being in the afterlife kind of. But anyway, that my nerd brain was like, that one just fixated on that one. I know it's a, it's a big hurdle for you to come over but, <laughs> when you're watching. But the point is, though, it was effective. Like most people would not notice that, care about it, whatever. But it, it made it feel like... um it almost felt like Dante's Inferno. Like visually, when you're watching the film, you have, like you said, this like large idea of what something is. And as you peel down the layers and you go through the grime of the city too at times, mm-hmm. and then you'll go back to this like entering into that space is like them going through a, a catacombs of like layers and of like of anything like ideas. Like what is man? There's one like there's this big head that features very yeah. prominently in the in the shots. And it's almost like you're going into man's psyche. Yeah. to like adventure in there and stuff it was super it was effective and yeah, they had to totally. like um push push aside like plastic sheeting to get in a lot of times mm-hmm. and you know um yep. sneak around and go through the doors <clears throat> yeah and the, the tunnels and yeah yeah um there's also it was just like so artfully done i think i liked the artful side of this a lot there was also like these mm-hmm. really cool um faces painted on the like in the alleys Right. Like these kind of evil looking faces. Yeah. And the they spray would be dim. Ones, yeah. mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it was like graffiti. Um, but then when things would happen, like they would kind of like be lit up more with different lighting. Yeah. And that was so cool. It was really neat how Schumacher was like, he was blending the line of like what's in the person's head versus reality. Mm-hmm. So, like, you as the viewer would watch it and be like, is that real or is that not real? Like, is there really something going on here or not? It like put you in that position too, where you were questioning reality, like they were. And then all of a sudden, the boy with the hockey stick hits Keith oh. Sutherland. And you're like, "Oh, that's real." Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> that is real. Not imagination. Uh, I couldn't help myself. Confirmed. Nipples on the bat suit, Batman forever. I just really couldn't. I couldn't. I totally not. thought you were looking up Oliver Platt, but no, this, that was more. Important. I couldn't let that go. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah. Anyway, so um, glad we got that covered. Thank glad you. Glad we got it covered too. I mean, it's not covered, but yeah. You know what I mean. Uh, we'll get to the Oliver Platt thing too eventually. Don't worry. Were there any other um, 
aspects of the movie you wanted to bring up like or any other thoughts you had i always i'm always like interested in the ekg machine yeah and you have to like rub it together and oh the paddles the paddles those are two different things yeah oh oh you're right okay the paddles is that the name for it paddles uh the technical i don't remember the technical term so those things that you rub together and you have to say clear Mm -hmm. and then you put it on and they were doing it a certain way and I found out that they actually were trained on how to use them. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. they were, the actors were all trained in CPR and how to use the paddles. And so, like, the way they were doing it is the real way to do it. Yeah, to use a, def- a defibrillator. That's the word I forgot. I, I've always just wanted to do that. It just looks so cool when you rub the paddles together. I mean, we, we could just go to, like, an old, you know, resale place, that a medical resale place. There's probably broken ones and then we could just have them for you to like play with. <laughs> okay. That sounds Does there good. need to be electricity involved? Or no. you just want the tactile sensation? I just want to know what that feels like. <clears throat> it's just it's so iconic. You just okay. see it all the time. Yeah. And then you have to yell clear, of course. Of course. Like, that's yeah. Just requisite. You've got to do that. So because we know that all the actors are trained in CPR, mm-hmm. if you were heaven forbid, um Oh, no. In trouble. In cardiac arrest. And you arrest. needed mouth to mouth. Oh, mouth to mouth. Which which one of the cast members would you want to receive mouth to mouth from? I think the simple answer is Julia Roberts. <laughs> but um, is this cast members or characters in the movie? Um, characters in the movie. Characters in like, the movie. The the main doctors who are doing the experiment. No question, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> why why Kevin Bacon? Well, I mean, if you're going for assuming I want to live. He like literally saves everybody every time. That's true. Like he's the one, everybody else is like failing. And then he's like, I got it. And then he like, (laughs) that's like how the movie starts. He starts by saving someone's life. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Kevin Bacon. How about you? Uh, Julia Roberts. (laughs) (laughs) She has the best bedside manner. She's so nice. I thought you were going to say because of her pillow lips. She very famously has like pillowy (laughs) lips. And it'd just be a comfortable experience. I mean, I think she'd just be, her bedside manner seems very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. (laughs) Agree. Um, Were there any, uh, man, if you went into the afterlife, like what happens in this movie, what would follow you back, Melissa? Ooh. That's deep. This movie's deep. It is. Because like, not everything, so it was like a, it was, it was a boy that followed Kiefer back that he had actually accidentally killed yeah oops um and it was julia roberts father that he wanted to apologize to her yeah so that was like a twist and then of course there's um billy baldwin and his terrible treatment of women yes and he's redeemed i think his redemption is like oh just because his fiance dumps him yeah isn't that when it kind of like left leaves off that was something i wanted to actually talk about so keep going with your thread we'll come back to that um and then <clears throat> who's the last one Oh, Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Yeah. And it was a girl that he teased on the playground. Yeah. And he goes back. He's the one who figures it out. He goes back. Mm-hmm. He apologizes. And then yeah. you have like this glimmer of hope. Like I thought for sure. I'm going to get to your question in a second. That's fine. But I thought for sure that someone was going to die. Like I think I said out loud. I mean, many people point. died in this movie. <laughs> but I mean. They I just came like, back. I didn't think they were always going to come back. Mm, got it. I was. At one point in the movie, I think I said, someone's not going to make it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I yeah. really believed that. The movie did a good job. Mm-hmm. But golly, it was something for my... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. It was so dark, you kind of assumed that. It just had a... And Chicago is just a dark and gritty place in general. It's beautiful. For some. <laughs> and and it has its moments. 
And then, you know, it feel it felt like that kind of world where one of the characters would die and it would make complete sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although plot wise, if someone had died, then the movie would have stopped. So they right. couldn't really do that plot wise <laughs> unless it was at the very end. But back to my question. Yes. I'm having a hard time with this question because I want to have something lighthearted. You can and... have a ridiculous one. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Um, uh, you don't need to bear your soul for the entire world to I'm just, see. I'm just thinking about the time <clears throat> that I got really mad at my brother and I took his Chuck E. Cheese um, quarter holder. It's Whoa. like a plastic tube that you can put quarters in. Wow. And I threw it down the hallway and I cracked it. And he was oh. so upset. He was devastated. So I feel like... So a tiny version of I your have... brother would be chasing you and like assaulting you? Or... <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> throwing plastic, <clears throat> throwing wow. plastic Chuck E. Cheese memorabilia at me. Wow. And I'd have to go to Chuck E. Cheese and get him a new one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Do That's... you um, do you want to share anything from uh, your past? Mine, mine would definitely be... There was this one time I went to a library... And I'm I'm a very friendly person when I interact with people, hopefully. And you're laughing because you remember this story. Oh, uh, my God. There's this woman and uh, she's a librarian oh. and she had a, a necklace on and it was a cob of corn. Yeah. It was a cob of corn. Yeah. And so I said to her, oh, you're feeling a bit husky today, are you? <laughs> and not even thinking about husky could mean overweight. You know, like I was not in, I was like, I was literally just thinking of a corn pun. Yeah. And, uh, you like, I don't remember if you elbowed me or you poked me or whatever. I wanted to sink into the floor. Yes. Yes. And, um, I don't honestly even remember her response. Um, she probably just moved on in the conversation. So yeah, I'd have to find her. Yes. And, uh, explain to her the rationale of the joke. And that's, and then, and then and I, you would explain, I'd explain do you understand it. how to apologize? Yes. No, no. That's the whole second half of the act. Like the first <laughs> half is I find her and all that, you know, and then I discover what, you know, that that's not the right way to apologize to someone. Uh-huh. And then the journey of me learning how to do that. It's like four or five more movies worth of stuff of learning. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of effort to apologize to people. Wow. Yeah, it's hard. Okay. I'm not going to apologize, Melissa. I love, Okay. <laughs> for that joke i love that that's what you thought of yeah your mind went back that's, to that librarian that's the one well wherever she is i do hope that one day you go back and apologize i bet she still tells that story maybe that's my guess yeah <laughs> um wow do you think this one holds up pretty good what do you i do yeah. i think it holds up well because the the plot is timeless like people like seeking um, to figure out what happens after, yeah, after they die. So I feel like that drive and mm-hmm. the characters' drive and everyone's individual um, motivation, yeah, is totally, totally tracks. Oh, you know, I agree. The one thing we need to circle back on is like, how did everyone actually resolve their issues? Like, mm-hmm. would it have really resolved it effectively? Like, you're kind of left with, you know. Kevin Bacon apologizes. That yeah. one seems pretty open and close. Julia Roberts, like, makes amends with her dad. And then the Billy one, like, he just gets in trouble. I don't feel like he learned anything. Because his was the most problematic. Because he had wronged 
many, many women, right? Yeah. So if he had to follow the same formula that everybody else did of like finding the specific person, <laughs> it would have taken him, it would have been an installment of movies of him going to try and apologize to all these women. I feel, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That is a hard one. Yeah. I feel like his his like redemption is not as squeaky clean as the other ones because no. No. He, he had to be, I was going to say like maybe he was scared enough. Mm. but i don't see mm. that he maybe it resulted in a change but you don't get to yeah. see that so yeah i don't yeah i don't this is the weirdest one it felt like uh well, we got to figure something out kind of a deal so because he's still like when his mm. when his fiance came to talk to him he he still acted the same way like he was trying to apologize yeah. and make it work and then she left him maybe it was that she stood up to him yeah maybe but that whole conversation that whole interaction really was some of the, the lines too were like, what? What's going on here? And then it was over. So I felt like they tried to get past that one pretty fast. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's probably because they were leveraging the Baldwin for the Baldwin sizzle. You know, <laughs> he just sits there and smolders in the corner and looks like Zoolander look, you know. I know. He had good hair too. He did. He did. He also, um, he's also in Backdraft. Oh, yes. He's in Backdraft. Yes, I yeah. have seen that. Yes, yes. Okay. Um. And then there's Oliver Platt, which he never dies. He never goes under. But I feel like he has something to learn, too. Just, I don't know if they figure, his hubris. He had the most hubris, I think. Hmm. He had a lot. Well, once I figure out what are the movies, and maybe I'll figure out what the resolution <laughs> for that character was <laughs> <Yeah>. someday. <laughs> um, anything you would have changed about this one? I would t- touch no one's hair. It's perfect. <laughs> I would have put an end table in Kiefer Sutherland's apartment. Something, anything. He had like a desk. <laughs> I really couldn't tell if it was his apartment. I think it was his apartment. Or was it like a place on campus that he just like hung out? I mean, it was so nice. Like the inside was just huge and expansive. Yeah. So it, it gave me the vibe that he was like the rich dude, you know? And, oh, yeah. And he had tons of money and didn't have to worry about stuff like that. But then it's like, there's nothing in it. So... Yeah. I mean, I guess if I could change something, I would I would try to f- work on the Billy resolution. Oh, yeah. Because that's the most like unsatisfying part of the movie, I would think. Good point. Yeah. I also would have given Oliver more to do. <laughs> he was just kind of like, you know what his character was? He, he was the uh, uh, in like old time cartoons. There's like the hen who's really nervous and the hen is pacing around and clucking. That's kind of <laughs> what he was in the movie. He was just kind of the nervous, the nervous True. hen. Yeah. Yeah. So. If you could set this premise in another field, what do you think would work or what would be wacky and weird to watch? Um, explain your question a little more. I mean, you know, the basic premise is like, you know, you die and then you come back to life and you explore, right? But what if they weren't doctors? <laughs> like what other profession would be kind of crazy or funny to do this with? <laughs> I, the first thing I thought of was beauticians. <laughs> I would just picture them like, yeah, like doing their nails and getting their hair all prepped. And then they just, you know, I don't know, asphyxiate each other and give each other CPR or something. <laughs> okay. Well, the first thing my mind, my mind went to is mm-hmm. the office. <laughs> oh, like paper salesman? Like that? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're paper salesman. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I forgot that. They, they did they, something. <laughs> they did. They had a job. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just pictured like Dwight trying to bring someone back by like hitting him with a stapler. <laughs> <laughs> That would be nice, too. Yeah, that would be fun. All right. My favorite question. 
This is going to be a hard one. Oh, wow. What, if any, messages do you think were in this film? It's interesting because this film was trying... Okay, so it was trying to explore, like, what happens after death. Yeah. But really, it was... it was the the whole thing was that people had to fix what was in their what was in their heart or their mind yeah in this in their life mm-hmm. um so it really didn't answer anything that it set out to answer about death didn't it <laughs> um it i mean it it, it kind of said that there is something afterwards yeah. kevin bacon was the atheist and mm-hmm. he came to believe he had an experience and he came mm-hmm. to see he came to believe in forgiveness and like yeah. um he there was like i think he had just good feelings about like yeah yeah i think he believed in forgiveness before i think he just genuinely didn't think about reflectively was there any wrongs that he'd done in his life like he just he reached a point in his adulthood where he was like he was doing good things he was a good guy trying to help people mm-hmm. and he just completely forgotten about the kind, the the cruelty that can just exist in humans as they age and grow, at any phase, you know. Anyway, I, you know, I'm so you asked me about the message and I didn't really answer your question. But yeah, I do noticed you, that. Do you have a message, <laughs> um, <laughs> or that you got from the? Movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the movie was definitely. Yeah, everything matters. I think that's the message of this movie. Everything matters. Aww. Seriously. <laughs> all the, all the a life, you know, the way life flows and functions, all the little pieces come up to the, the whole. And, you know, the stuff you do downstream hits you later upstream. You know, everything matters in life. And even your death matters. You know, it impacts people around you. You know, because yeah. of the kid, like in Kiefer Sutherland's past, is that what you mean? Oh, no, I mean, like, I'm just carrying my my analogy on, like, even like everything in life matters, and then even your death matters, even though that's the end of your life, hmm. or is it the end of your life? <laughs> dun dun dun. Well, I know what this movie <clears throat> would say. I don't think I agree. I know I don't agree you don't have with to what agree. this movie has yeah. put forth, but no, yeah, um, yeah, I think another another message would be kind of cautionary like if you're gonna try to deal with stuff like this mm-hmm. um you better watch out because oh, <laughs> there's do your research that was that was my friday the 13th you... one last night <laughs> right, right do your research uh wow okay i enjoyed it this was a really cool movie uh you know i'm trying to zazz you this halloween season so <laughs> consider me zazzed uh, you are zazzed all right so you've always wanted to do it Get the paddles. Are you ready? Ready. And clear. <laughs>